Hello and welcome to the Split Row Podcast. I'm Steve Backnick and joining me as always, he prefers his protein shakes shaken, not stirred. It's Gabe Acevedo. Always shaken. You have to shake it. Shake, shake, shake. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How are you, man? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm I'm doing great. I can't believe I got to go see No Time to Die finally. You know, you it's finally been, it's been what five years? Oh my god. I've been waiting <laughs> so long. It it really has been two what a year and a half that it was supposed to come out last May or was it April. I think it was originally supposed to come out. And I was really excited about it, especially because they started doing promos. They started doing all that stuff and like we were really excited and then finally got to see it and I'm just excited to talk about it. I'm very excited to talk about it. Oh, well, you and know you that. love Bond. You're a huge Bond fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Those our listeners might have gotten through the entire two-and-a-half-hour podcast that we did. Uh, so I was very, very excited to to talk about that and very excited to see this. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How are you doing? I am good. I'm happy. It's 60 today in, in, in my area. 60, Steve. 60. But then tomorrow is going to go back to 95. So... You know, fun times, <laughs> but at least we got a day of 60. So that's fun. So I'm wearing, see, that's why I'm wearing a sweater. I mean, our, our listeners can't see me, but you can. I'm wearing a sweater, which I dusted off. And I'm like, oh, I can wear a sweater one day. Fun. Is that your Gryffindor sweater? This is my Gryffindor sweater. Yes, it, say, is. it looks like it's definitely Gryffindor colors. I like Absolutely. how you're wearing it without a shirt on underneath and it's a yeah, very deep V. I, exactly. Because <laughs> this is a woman's sweater from Hot Topic and I bought it. So I don't care. It's showing off my cleavage. See, look at that hairy cleavage. <laughs> this is why we need to do these on video someday so people could see my hairy cleavage. Maybe eventually. Maybe we'll do a, uh, our, our one-year anniversary. We'll do a video pod. All right. Maybe we'll do something like that. <laughs> people got to see my R2-D2 behind me. And and you got a BBA as well right there too. So yep, and a Gryffindor poster in the back. Yeah, your see? your background's more you. This is I just I'm just occupying the space that my wife uh, has. You know, I'm just occupying her space. She just gives I'm you permission to use it. You are. Yeah, yeah. you are. You're exactly. renting that space from her. <laughs> yeah, for what, an hour and a half, two hours every week. Every that's week. it. I get, that's that's it. all I get. <laughs> I mean, well, I've been there, so I won't say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it totally happens. It happens. It's all good. Oh man, we what a I'm so we, we got, what a great month so far. I'm really excited about this. I mean, ne- this week I'm not. I mean, we got some stuff coming out this week that I know you're excited about. But then next week we've got Dune coming out, which man, I am so freaking pumped. Finally, what a great month. What a good month. It's 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 gonna be a good couple months. October's good. Um, but yeah, October, yeah. November, and December look promising for movies. So that's really good. And it's a way better year than last year. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Cause we have movies. We can go to the movies. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw Venom and I was unimpressed, but that's okay. I uh, still liked it. I will defend that movie. I think it's okay. so fun. I thought it could have been better. Uh, I thought, I don't, I don't know what Naomi uh, Harris was doing in that. Her name. No. Is, yeah. That's fair. I, don't I mean, to be fair, like I've, I've been saying, I don't think it's, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying it's a fun movie that I enjoy. I, I will say it was, there were fun parts. There were fun parts. And to be fair, without saying anything, the movie, the, the end credit scene makes the movie. Oh yeah. That was really good. That was the best part of the whole thing. And you get really, really excited. But, uh, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. And yes, you did spoil that for me, by the way. You're like, I didn't spoil anything. I'm like, you did because you're dumb and don't know how to do spoilers on Facebook in the early parts of the morning. I should just I should go to privacy in my Facebook post. Every movie um, post that I'm gonna do, I should go to privacy and just block you from it. So you yeah, that's what you should it. do. 
Yeah. Well, you, I always so so to be fair, okay. Yes, okay. I'm 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 a You dick. posted a picture that spoiled it for me. I'm a dick, but to be fair, <laughs> when it comes to like specifically you, I in my head I don't associate you with any social media. Yeah. So that's I fair. forget that you're there. For me, it's only Kayla and not Steve. Well, it's it is funny because I uh my total social media usage per day is twenty five minutes. That's my limit that I put on it. That's it. So that's, that includes that's all social media. That includes Reddit. So that's like very low. I I'm very strict about limiting my time on my phone. When um, I open my eyes, I spend thirty minutes on the phone before getting out of bed. <laughs> no, I'm crazy. You know what I do when I wake up? I get out of bed. That's what I do. <laughs> Good for you. It's a, it's I, I, a, someday I'll do that. It's not easy. I'll tell you that. It's I've gotten to the point where my alarm goes off and I, I don't put snooze. My alarm goes off. I get out of bed. That's that's my morning. No, that's not me. So, yeah, I think sometimes I, I pop on there for just like a good two, three minutes. I like to look at, <laughs> I like to look at memories. That's what I like to do on Facebook. Okay. See like the Facebook memories and see what's there. So I like I don't know why I like doing that, but I do. Um And it's usually just like because you're we're friends on Facebook, it just pops up. Your stuff pops up there, and I'm like, you suck. So it always pops up right away. I'll do that. Anything movie related, I'll start blocking you from it. You're just like the Facebook like ghost person. Yeah, that's what, that's what you are. That's basically that. That's how you describe me. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I get that what a lot. Time? You know, the Facebook ghost person. <laughs> <laughs> New nickname. That should be that should be your costume for Halloween. I already got the half the costume down. I am already a ghost, so I'm that pale. <laughs> you were born to play this role. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I've been getting a lot more sun, but but on the soccer field because I've been coaching this this fall, so I'm yeah. standing out there and getting a lot of sun. So I've got a nice base layer from my uh, neck up. Right, we'll work on it when you're in Puerto Rico in December. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that, that will not look good. <laughs> That'll be fun. All right, let's get let's get let's into, get into uh, this. Let's get into actual the content that we have here. <laughs> let's start with we we do have a a trailer that came out for the much anticipated Game of Thrones spinoff, which is actually a prequel. The trailer just dropped for House of the Dragon. This is the new sequel, or sorry, not sequel. It's a prequel. Prequel. Right? Two hundred years before Game of Thrones starts, you have House of Dragon, which is all about the. Targaryens and their reign on the throne. So we're getting this next year. So we're getting a lot of wigs, a lot of wigs, a lot of white wigs. That's what the trailer basically showed me. Just tons yep. and tons of wigs. Are you excited for this? You excited? You, you ready to go? Honestly, no. Um, and I think I posted this on my Facebook. I think the trailer does it. The teaser does its job. Um, you know, it awakens those after what three years since Game of Thrones ended. Um, it awakens those like, oh, Game of Thrones was still here. I think my issue is that Game of Thrones for me ended so disastrously. You yeah. know what Game of Thrones means to me. Like, I love that show, and it ended in such a bad way that it just obliterated any um hype that I've had or that I had or I could have potentially had for more Game of Thrones stuff. That's not to say that I won't see the show and, and we'll see where when the show um, comes out next year. But I'm not like, yes, give it to me and inject it into my veins like I was with season eight and then I saw it. So we'll see. I feel like that's the exact same feeling that so many people have. I mean, they ended that show so horribly that 
it just turned everybody off to Game of Thrones. Nobody talked about it after that. It just died immediately. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. There's a couple of things that are a little weird about this trailer. Just the, the white hair wigs are just really just baffling. Especially on Matt Smith. He looks a little weird. Uh, well, I mean, at least they're, they're more white than they're, they're they're white, which is what, how they're supposed to be. Game of Thrones was like blonde, like Lady Gaga blonde. Here they're white, but I get it. I don't get Matt Smith. I like him. You know, he'll forever be one of the doctors, but um, I don't see him as a Targaryen. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you like you said, we're both gonna watch it. We're gonna watch the show, but the hype for it isn't really there right now. yeah i think i'll probably see it more for the drag because it's called house of dragons and it's in the reign of the targaryens when they were ruling the world so i hope that we get more you know we should obviously get hundreds of dragons because the dragons were ruling the world so instead of three hopefully we get more and i hope they look cool so we'll see yeah we'll probably get we'll probably get a lot of dragon a lot of dragon content all of <laughs> lots them. of dragon we could be the uh the pot of the dragon could be what our shift into that. <laughs> Who knows? So we'll right see. Now. We'll we'll see what happens when that comes. It's funny because like I'm not I'm not excited about that. I mean I think I think I think Amazon soon is going to drop a trailer for Lord of the Rings. I bet you they drop it in the next couple weeks. They have to now that game of that HBO did Game of Thrones. Yeah, so I think they'll drop that soon, and I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm actually just more excited about season two of. Uh, the, the witcher i think that'll be pretty good That's yeah that is coming at the end of the year so the, all the fantasy epics are coming back yeah they're coming they're coming uh speaking of things coming back you have one movie coming out the j- trailer just dropped that you're very excited about something i i know you, listeners know i don't really care about horror movies at all so this weekend actually is really good for you you got today you got the new trailer for scream and this weekend's halloween kills right yes it is i'm so gonna see it on thursday how, how did you like the trailer for Scream? Um, I, I liked it. I think it looks fine. Um, I think um, the nostalgia factor is what made it um, really good for me because we get the three originals coming back. You get Nev Campbell, um, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox coming back. Um, so that's really cool. You know, it's um, it's Scream 5. It's another sequel to 11 years after. Yeah, because it drops in January. So 11 years after the fourth one um yeah i want to see what they do i'm a huge horror fan i'm a huge scream fan um cream is cream scream redefined um the horrors in the 90s again when they rewrote all those rules so i'm really excited and ghostface is one of my favorites um it looks fun it looks fun I'm, I'm excited to see um what happens but like you said it's a great week for me because scream trailer drops halloween comes out on on thursday um, I saw Scream, the 25th anniversary on Sunday in the movie theaters. And tonight, the Chucky TV show premieres. So I'm like, it's a horror week for me. And I'm so happy. And I know you're going to watch all of those with me, aren't you? Oh, Steve? definitely not. I'm not watching any of those, but uh, that's okay. Rude. <laughs> I, so I'm glad rude. I'm glad you're having a good time. As long as you're having a good time, that's all I care about. That's what really matters Aww. deep down. You know, are you having a good time? No, I'm watching like, I'm watching other things right now. I'm watching like Foundation, the Apple TV Plus show. I Is it watching. good? I need to start it. It's sci-fi, okay. It's it's very sci-fi, and it's it is the book. It's pretty accurate okay. to some of the book, so it, it kind of throws people off. I don't I don't mind. I I like it's it. It's Lee Pace, right? Lee Pace is in it. Yeah, uh, he plays the Empire, um, and there, there's some good stuff. I mean, Jared Harris is in it. It's, it's pretty good. I I enjoy it, but you know that's that's more my lane. I do like some sci-fi stuff. Nice. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> you're, what you are you checking out? Are you gonna watch Chucky live on cable? I am. Yes, I I'll am. Get you on cable. That's on cable. On cable. Do I mean, you know there's how nothing to else navigate to the channel still. So why not watch it? No, I'm really excited. Well, a couple of friends are coming over um, later for like dinner, and and we're gonna watch it because we're all horror fans. Uh, we saw Scream on Sunday. We're gonna see Halloween on Thursday. Um, so I'm finally surrounded by people that love horror. Yes. I'm sorry that I'm such a disappointing friend. You to are you. a disappointing That's person in my life, Steve. You are. I, I know. I know. That's <laughs> why we meet every week just to have these little therapy sessions. <laughs> and twice a year in person <laughs> yeah that's it that's why we limit it to twice a year yep that's it that's why i was there for less than 24 hours that didn't count as a day together no right? that was like 10. and out of the you were right here 16 hours and out of the 16 you were dying for like 15 All of them, them. <laughs> <laughs> i had probably a solid hour while i was there and that was like in the car in the car yep yeah fun times <laughs> all right before we get into our discussion on no time to die we're going to take a real quick break So here it is. After 18 months of delays, we finally got through it. The movie was finished. We're back into it. James Bond is back on the big screen and he picks up right where he left off. You know, I am I was super excited to get back into the theater and check out No Time to Die this weekend. It was something I've been looking forward to for a, a very long time. We bought our tickets actually ahead of time because we were really worried that they were going to run out of tickets. We get there an hour <laughs> early, uh, pick the best seats in the in the theater. It was such an awesome experience to to take part in, and I just let the movie just just wash over me. I don't know about you, but I just let it just hit me and just 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 take it on. You were uh, in the fantasy. You were oh, like, one, yes, this is what I needed. This is what I needed. I needed Daniel Craig running around and looking great in a in his you know nice gray suit. Uh, an Aston Martin DB5 with machine guns behind the headlights. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's what I needed. I needed that. I needed some, and this movie had, you know, just, just, I think there were some pretty solid performances in this movie. Some that didn't work as well, which we'll talk about, but I, I think there were some really, really solid moments, some great intimate moments, some emotional moments, I'll say. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything yet. We're our, our listeners. We're going to spoil stuff a little later, so we'll talk about the specifically like this the the third act of the movie in a little while. When we get there, we'll we'll let you guys know so that we don't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen the movie yet because it is. I think it's a pretty significant spoiler, right? You would say that there are some there are some things that happen that would be pretty significant. But yeah, I was just excited to get back. Were you excited to to get back in and check out Bond again? I was excited to like finally see the movie because I feel like I've been waiting for this movie. I don't know eight years um so it has been um, six it's been six since the last one came out that's the longest gap between any that's the longest gap between any bond film ever oh really yeah that's the longest gap i know that interesting um yeah so so it it was fun you know i was I, i think i was mostly excited to see how they ended his tenure as bond um i think that's what everybody wanted to see like how they're gonna um end his tenure um but yeah, I was excited for it. I, I, I'm, you're the biggest Bond fan, but I've seen, I think I've seen all of them. Um, I enjoy them a lot. I think they're really good movies. I think some of them are great. I think some of them are not good. And I think some of them are not good that I love. The world is not enough. Because um, I love that movie. That's one of my favorites. Because uh, it's Dr. Christmas Jones. Um, 
and she doesn't know any Christmas jokes. But I no, no doctor jokes. <laughs> no doctor jokes. That's what no it is. No doctor jokes. Uh, but yeah, I was excited, and it, God, I'm, I'm happy I'm that it, it it came back. It finally came back. It finally came out, and it was a nice return to Bond. For sure. I mean, so the 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 quick summary of it: we find we open up James Bond left the active service with. Uh, Dr. Madeline Swan, who he wanted to, to be with, although his piece is short-lived when Felix uh, loops him back into, uh, you know, loops him back into a case that his, has his fingerprints all over it, and it leads Bond down a trail with a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. So your, your classic, classic Bond story, yeah. right? Now, this is a big, this, this is the last one with Daniel Craig. Uh, it's been well known that this is going to be his last film and they really wanted to go all out for it. I've seen this described as really a retirement party for Daniel Craig, which was really, really, I think a good way of looking at it. It's Kerry Joji Fuganaga, who is the director. This is the first American to direct a Bond film. Not the first choice, second choice, actually. Danny Boyle was originally going to direct this Mm. and then it went to, uh, Terry Joji Fuganagua, who is he the first American ever to direct yeah, first, a James Bond film? First American ever to direct a James Bond film. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so you know, he, he people know him from uh, True Detective. That's that's his big claim to fame. He's a very very unique style, and especially the first two seasons of I think the first season in particular. Yeah, the first the, season he created and, and just like really 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 solid. Uh, he he comes in here and takes over and really just kind of gets a bunch of toys to play with and you know i think they they go they go for it in this movie uh do you think it lived up to the standard of a james bond film it definitely does um it's um i don't know about you um but for me it had a very nice balance of old school bond Mm -hmm. with like daniel craig's bond um there were a lot of moments that i saw myself oh this is like this feels very Roger Moore-esque, um, Pierce Brosnan-esque of, of that era of Bond. And then you brought in, you know, the new Daniel Craig style. So I think it, it, it definitely lived up to what you, you know, you, you call the standard of a James Bond film. Uh, I thought it was a very good balance of old and new, keeping it fresh. Um, and yeah, and I think it's a, it definitely solidifies itself as on the top tier of Bond films for me. No, I, I would agree with you. I think the the standard of a Bond film, you know, includes things that, I mean, we we covered on the podcast when we talked about the, the stereotypes. It has see, it has awesome cars. You know, you mm-hmm. got three Aston Martins from different eras. You have the DB5. I think you have a, a DB8 from when they had the, 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 that's like the 80s one. There's a pretty cool looking muscle car version of it. That's the one he drives it halfway through. And then in the end, you have the the concept the concept car of the Aston Martin, like the really, really new one too. You've got those. You've got a Bond villain that has something messed up with his face, which is a common trend in Bond villains apparently. Uh, <laughs> the, the villain even has a lair that's a little bit ridiculous. You know, like <laughs> he has his uh, poison island, I guess it is. And it's yeah. just like this ridiculous sort of concept. It's a it's an entire island with an old missile silo on it or something right (laughs) like it just seems ridiculous but then you go oh wait this is a bond movie that is a bond villain and you look at like the history of bond villains and bond villain lairs you know 
whether it's the hollowed out volcano, you know, or from uh, never, uh, you only live twice or, you know, the underwater metropolis or these, these just different things that they have. It's very, very in tune with what it is. And I think the score was really good. I think, uh, the opening theme song, uh, Billy Eilish did the opening theme for it. Yep. And I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I don't think it should win any Academy Awards, even mm. though it'll probably get nominated because it's a Bond song. But, you know, it, it works. The, the theme kind of went along with it. I thought the opening was, was really good. I thought the the open the open the whole opening I thought was pretty good. Yeah, too. the opening was great. The the characters are great. I thought they they used the they used Monty Penny M Q in really fun ways. I thought they were really good. And it just it just included a lot of the stuff that you want, and it really does live up to the standard of of a James Bond film, I think. And you're right though, it, it does marry the the new with the old it takes mm-hmm. some of the old nostalgia things and then plays it with them in this in a way that you go oh yeah this does this does remind me of those cool moments in bond films yeah you know and i think that was that was one thing that i really liked even they even include watches you know and yes they included the watch in this one and like cheesy lines too you know like <laughs> oh, those yeah. those cheesy kill lines they were pretty good yeah yeah, I think it was a great, yeah, like, like I think that was my biggest takeaway. I'm like, this is a good balance. I think this is a, a movie for, you know, he's been Bond for 15 years. So there have been people that you and I were brought up in Pierce Brosnan's Bond. Mm-hmm. There are kids now that were brought up in Daniel Craig. So this movie was made for them. But this movie was also made for, like, my mom, who grew up in the Roger Moore era. Um, and I think it hits that balance very well. That was definitely my biggest takeaway from the movie. It's a good balance for the older fans of Bond and the new fans of Bond. What do you think of Fuganawa's uh, direction here? You I think thought he was, I thought he was great. I um I thought it, I think that's one of the best elements of the movie for me. The way it's directed, I think it doesn't shy away. Like you said, yes, you need a good script for this, but you also need a tight, solid direction to make, especially Bond action sequences and Bond the Bond suave kind of thing happen. And I think um, Fuganawa's direction is really crisp in making those things pop. I think the action sequences were really great. I don't know if you ever saw True Detective season one. So he's really good in making those scenes work. Um, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was really, really good. And I think this is this could be the beginning of a great directing career um, in Hollywood. Um, when it comes to movies, but I thought it was very crisp. Um, he also made me feel emotional for Bond, which I liked. Um, there were some nice takes that made me feel like there with him. Um, so very, very great direction. I I totally agree. I think he directed the action phenomenally. I thought one of the things I really liked about this, and I I noted this when I talked about Shang Chi is Shang-Chi was a lot of quick cuts, quick edits, and like, you know, little Mm. tiny moments, right, that are really quick and fast. This, he slowed down the cuts, peeled it back, and just made the action better. Shot it from a better angle. Shot it in such a more interesting way, and I thought that was way more effective. I thought in a couple of the scenes you see, wait, they haven't made a cut yet. This is actually really cool. Like, there's there's a couple Mm -hmm. scenes where... You know what? If I think there was a scene when he's fighting, uh, some people, 
there's a scene with Ana de Armas where she's getting into a brawl and she's doing like a couple moves and there's no cut. It's just her in the, in the space and operating in the space. And it's really awesome direction. And you can see the way that he's moving the camera around, I think was just beautiful. The way he works with light and dark as well, I think is really good in this. Yes. He does a fantastic job with that. You know, there's, there's these little things like with, especially with, uh, I think the the Nami character, I thought she was shot beautifully. She looked fantastic. She on looks the fantastic. And beautiful. I, it's not, I think it's not it's not just because she's also quite attractive. I think it's also because the camera was just just in love with her. And the, the way, way she was framed worked, is just it, it worked really well. That that's one thing I, I think was like really, really standing out for me. I mean that the action sequences, the emotional parts too. It it gets emotional. The the movie definitely gets emotional. Yeah. And it totally works. You know, I, I was really impressed with it. And I, you're, you're like, you said, I, I think he's got a good, uh, career in front of him. Not that he has a bad career behind him. You know, he's done a couple of pretty good things so far, Yeah. but I think he's just going to continue to, to, this is the beginning here. of the mainstream career that yeah. he, you know, not that he's, you know, like full on mainstream. This is yeah. the, this is, I think this is the beginning of like, okay, now we're going to start. Now we're going to, people are going to know his name. That's what's going to happen now. And what I think is interesting too about him is he doesn't have to do it too. He could go back to doing TV or he could go back to doing some of these other things. Like he, he did do a couple of things. Like it's, it's kind of interesting what he's, uh, what, what he's yeah, and he wrote if for, at least for us horror fans. Um, he wrote it, the, yeah, the which, latest which versions big of success. it, which were big successes. Um, he produced both of them. Um, you know, he's an Emmy winner for, um, true detective. So, It'll be interesting to see where, where he goes from here, but I think he was I think he was really really good. Yeah. For one last thing on that, um, I remember when the runtime um was released, maybe like two months ago, and yeah. you know the joke joke started. It looked like there really is no time to die or like whatever blah blah, blah because of how long it was. I think he's he really made this. You know, this movie's basically three hours long. It's two hours and forty three minutes. And forty three minutes, so basically three hours long. Yeah. Uh, and but I I. You might say that maybe there was a scene or two that you're like, okay, move it along. Come on, give me what I want to see of Bond. But the movie for me never felt sluggish. Never. Um, and he took his time. Like you said, the action specifically wasn't chopped up into pieces. He lets you live in the action. And I think yeah. that's really not everybody can do that. And he lets the action simmer and he just just shoots it. And I like that. And I think those were definitely some of the best parts because he frames them so well and you're in it with him and with the people. So very good job. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of some of those things. I, I think really there were the 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 time did not seem to drag at all. I thought it, it kept going and was really fun to watch mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing. I don't think it dragged at all. There might have been a tiny moment when you're like, uh, what's going on? But then Yeah, but it, it was right very minimal. Up. It was like yeah. maybe one or maybe maybe two scenes that you were like, okay, okay, cool, but give me the rest. But it, it wasn't it was it never felt sluggish at all. And then for me, I didn't want it to end. I just was like, I want to keep going. <laughs> I, I, I love Daniel Craig as Bond, so I wanted it to keep going. What did you think of his performance? Uh, you know, especially by comparison to the other films in the in the franchise what did you think of his performance in this one i thought he was great um when it comes to performance this is my second favorite out of his five movies um we can if we want to talk about later like how we rank them we can talk about that later um but i thought he was really good daniel craig is a good actor 
Oh, Daniel yeah. Craig is a, good a really good actor. I think you can see that in Knives, um, Knives Out. Um, I think he's really, really good. Um, and here he hit, he, he did a balance that I think sometimes it's hard for Bond actors because Bond is at this point, you know, Bond is like an, a sexy man and an action star. It's not really like emotional and whatever. And he hit a really good balance of showing the emotional suffering side of Bond and making him human, which I think might be something that a lot of people, including myself, sometimes forget that, or we don't see James Bond as a human, if that makes sense. And he humanized him very well. I thought it was really, I thought it was really, really good. I know, you know, we always talk about Oscars out there. There's people saying that he, that want him, they want him campaign him for best actor. I don't see that, but I do think he, he was really good and he humanized bond and I was with him. He made me feel for him and he made me believe that he was bond. You could tell it was his last movie as well. You could tell he was like his last movie and he really wanted to give it his all. So I, I agree. I think for me, this is, I think his best performance as bond. I really think it is his best performance. I'm not saying it's the best movie with him in it. I personally like skyfall a little bit better than this, but I just think that, he was outstanding. He was really at the top of the game. He was dialed in, knew exactly what he wanted to do with the character, especially because the character at this point is has evolved over the last 15 years since the very first movie. In Casino Royale, he's a very different character now than he was then. And I think a lot of that is seen in his performance here. I think he's certainly much more emotional, whether that be sad, depressed, excited, angered, enraged all you can read all of those different emotions on him throughout the movie Mm -hmm. he's betrayed at one point you know and like that's like actually the beginning of the movie he's betrayed so uh you know you can see that you can read that and you can you can feel that with him and i think he definitely puts in his best performance he gives everything he's got for this there's no doubt he gives everything he's yes he does i mean even at one point, I think he breaks his leg in the in the filming. They had to stop for like a while because he broke his leg. Oh, that's leg. right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that'll probably play. I think that plays into one he's of the like, things. Oh. One of the... He's like, I'm going to copy Vigo and break my leg instead of my tone. Let me just up him one. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he he's broken a couple things on the Bond set before. So, yeah, but I think he, he was just, I think he's outstanding in this movie. I really think this was his best performance. And it's definitely the most range he had to put in. I think it's the most emotional bond we have. This, I think it's this bond and, believe it or not, Honor Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby, who is yep. also quite emotional in that character, uh, experiencing some some pretty ha- hard-hit things. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I, I really, really loved the his performance and thing. It is definitely his best of the franchise. Yeah, he was really good. I want to talk about some of the other characters that we got introduced to because we got four new characters I would say that were really fun to check out and like new new toys in the toy box as it were and I think that's <laughs> that's the kind of way I'm looking at it because we have the reoccurring characters you know we have M returns uh, Felix returns Q returns Money Penny returns mm-hmm. even Blofeld returns for a little bit in this movie I know right which was a little bit surprising to see him in the trailer and I was like oh okay he's gonna be in this and he was in it for a little bit which was fine. But uh, I do want to talk about the new characters. So right off the bat, see how they stack up. The first one I want to talk about is 007. The new 007. Yep. Nomi. She's, this is Lashana Lynch plays her. And what did you think of her performance? 
I loved her. I loved her. I think it was just fantastic. We already started talking about her a little bit. Um, you know, she she's a very beautiful woman, but she has she has that ethereal beauty, but that kick ass. You know, she could play um a salt and atomic blonde kind of character. Like she could do that. She reminded me of like those movies with Angelina mm-hmm. and Charlize. She could definitely hold her own. I thought she was great. I think she was a great balance with Daniel Craig. Um, I was, I was, I was really happy. I was really happy because we both, I remember when um, years ago, when we started getting pictures and teasers and stuff, we were like, where is this movie going? And I think it was, I think it went in the right direction. And I'm really happy the way this character was written, the way she portrayed it, and what we see in the movie from her. I agree. I think they they punched her up a little bit. You know, I think that's the Phoebe Waller-Bridge effect as well. You know, she's yeah. one of the writers on this. And I think she came in and really dialed it up with some of the women in this. And I think this was a big risk. The Broccoli's, uh, you know, Barbara Broccoli had a vision and, you know, took a, took a shot because this is a risk. It's a risk to put a woman in the role of 007 and also not just a woman, a woman of color in that role, yes. which was a really, really big risk. I mean, I remember when it originally came out, there was a huge backlash against it. Yeah, yeah there's, it a, was. there's a bunch huge. of people talking about it. So it was a big risk. And, you know, all credit to Lashana Lynch. She crushed it. I thought her character was awesome. I, I There's no other way to put it. I think she, she embodies the character really really well she plays an awesome secret agent and who definitely seems like should be a secret agent and should be this kick-ass person and takes on the role it's interesting because she is a young version of bond you know that's kind of what you look at she's a young version because absolutely one of the one of the arcs that's gone on with the um with the with daniel craig's james bond that this kind of an overarching theme is his sort of distrust of MI6. By the end of it, he, he hates MI6. Yeah. Well, it's nothing to do with That's why he retires. He hates them. Questions everything M's done in this whole idea. Where Nami, the the new 007, is like, I'm all about the mission. mission uh, full mission, on MI6. Mission. Yep. Which Bond is not. He's like, he's learned now there's something beyond the mission. And I think, I think a lot of that for Bond comes from having a better mentor. I think, you know, having Judy Dench as M as a mentor is, is phenomenal. Uh, but I think Nami is, is a great, the, the way that she was written was awesome. And her action sequences are awesome. She looks like she totally fits the part. She doesn't yes. feel out of place. And I was really, really excited to, to have her there. Well, and like you said, um, um, you know, she is a, a younger, well, she reminds, of us, reminds us of a younger version of Bond. And that's what I mean, or that's what I meant when I said it. she was a good balance to Daniel Craig's exactly. Bond. Yeah. It was a very good balance, you know, like I've, cause you, you felt that, um, that tension of like, I was you at some point, I know yeah. where you're coming from, but this is where I'm at now. And I love that tension between them. It was, yeah, they fit really well and they had very good chemistry. I think before we keep going, all the actors in this movie had great chemistry and those, oh. that really sold the movie even more. Oh, I definitely agree. I think everybody was working very, very well together. I think whether it's uh, Leah Sado, who I think was pretty good, and she had chemistry with Daniel Craig. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Uh, everybody just worked so well together. I mean, the next person I want to talk about, to talk about a, a moment, like a 10-minute scene in which someone steals everybody's eyes for the entire movie, and then it gets really sad when, she, when they leave. This is uh, 
Paloma, who's played by Ana de Armas, who's mm-hmm. in the movie for all of what, 15 minutes? Probably, maybe. <laughs> and it might be the most entertaining 15 minutes of cinema I've seen in a long time. <laughs> she was incredible in this movie. She was great. She was funny, clever. She was clever, funny, kicked ass. Kick ass. And was so goddamn hot. So she was beautiful <laughs> oh and hot. She was just perfect. It was, it was, a, it was, it's an unbelievable, it was like a, a, I don't even know, like it was like a, a cocktail of everything that just was, it just kicked you right in the teeth and was amazing and you want another one. You I know? was, yeah, it, I was ready to come on and bash. Um, this is one of the things that I wanted to bash about the movie because I, pers- I thought that she was going to be in the movie, you know. I oh, me too, was, yeah. Um, and then we don't get her and I was like, oh, come on, really, but. But the more I've simmered on it um, since last night, because that's when I saw the movie. <laughs> and, um, you know, now hearing you say that. Yes, part of me wishes that she would have been more in the film, but I'm like, it was just perfect. That little taste that we got, yeah. it was perfect. And maybe a little bit more would have just hurt the movie and hurt her character and what we got. And it was just like seeing stealing moments in films. And this is definitely one of those. I was just thinking if she came back at some point, you know, later on in the in the movie, it would have been awkward. It would have been weird, out of yes. place, and it wouldn't have been wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But she talk about a heat check performance, incredible. Absolutely. You know, she shows up, you're late. I'm new at this. I just started two weeks ago or something <laughs> like that. It was like three I had three weeks of training. It's great. It's my first mission. And then she you're like, Oh no, he's gonna have to protect her the whole time and like really look out for her because she's yep. she's young and just like sort of naive about the whole thing, you know, cause she, she seems it like, right. It's the very beginning. She's very young and she's very naive. And then when she gets into like mission mode, she's just like, is destroys she's awesome. everybody. Yep. Awesome. That scene is amazing. Uh, I mean, the scene in itself is, is a weird scene because like, it, it doesn't make any sense, but who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's one of the things you got to think about with the Bond franchise, right? You turn off some of the, your, your thinking, your logic. You, know, you can't look for logic. Some, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. There's some parts of that scene where you're like, wait, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. They're like passing around an eyeball. It's weird. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So, but then you're like, wait, but there's on the armist again. Oh man. She looks amazing. Yep. <laughs> absolutely agree i i read one review of this movie it said i waited 45 minutes to see Ana de armis like waiting and getting excited to see Ana de armis 15 minutes saw Ana de armis the next two hours sad i don't see any more Ana de armis <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's pretty damn accurate it's pretty yeah. good well and she you know next you know she has slowly become just as an actress um one of hollywood's new it girls Knives out, now this, and then next year, Marilyn Monroe. So she's coming. She's on her way to becoming an A-lister. Not at all. I think she's she's a very talented actress as well. She is. Yes, she is. She's very, very good. The other character we got was Logan Ash. This is the CIA operative. (laughs) Billy uh, Magnuson. (laughs) I love Billy Magnuson so much. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think of his character? I, I, I... I just like, like I said, I just like Billy Magnuson. I, I love him and everything. I thought the character was really good. I think Billy Magnuson has, again, he's the cast in this was so good. He has just this quality about him that it makes him endearing and, and just like you gravitate towards him. 
um, no matter what character he plays, he could play an asshole. He could play a douchebag. He could play a great person, but he's just really good. And I think, again, I think this script was really well written because of the kinds, the types of characters that they had. It was a great balance between each character. And I think this is another example of that. I think his character, oh, I forget its name is um Logan. Um, oh, I think gosh, Logan yeah. added another layer of balance between Nomi, Bond, all these people. And I think he was great. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, what I like too is uh, how he's all, he's there with Felix and how Felix is the old head and Felix is like yeah. the, the seasoned CIA operative. You know, he's the seasoned guy. And uh, you, you see this kind of relationship there and Logan's like this all really, really excited, ready to go. You know, I'm going to do this. And he's like, I'm a new operative. And I'm, you know, and the thing that's really funny is like he's like Bond is like he's smiling too much. He just smiles all the time. What is this? And you just see, and if you've seen, if you've seen it, you know, Billy Magnuson's smile is just hilarious. He has a great, hilarious smile. He it's does. like, he's, he's one of the few actors who has the, uh, just a funny smile. Yep. And it works. I think it was really effective. I think the character's arc is really effective in the movie. And um, yeah, I, th I thought he was pretty, pretty good overall. The last character I want to talk about, though, is the, the main villain, who is Lucifer Safin, which uh, if you um, just squint your eyes, it's basically his name is Lucifer, Lucifer Satan. Yeah. So, like, very clever name there. Way to go, Bond writers. You, you name someone Satan. <laughs> his name is Lucifer Satan. <sighs> Who wrote this? Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Carrie, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Four yeah, people. So I'm, j I'm just saying, like, you, you, you couldn't disguise it at all. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Whatever. Anyway, Safin, played by Rami Malek in this movie. What did you think of him as a villain? Listen, I thought he he hit all the check marks of a Bond villain. Um, do I think he was? Do I think he's like the best? bond villain ever no do i think he achieved his purpose for the movie absolutely earlier we said that i think this movie for me had a great balance of old and new bond and i think this villain is what you want in a bond film a megalomaniac who wants to destroy the world who wants to kill everybody he's just crazy you need to add that scar in the face like you said uh and he he was good i thought he was good i think rami malik I'm not the biggest Rami Malek fan. Um, we've talked about movies um, that he's been on um, earlier in the year, but I think he did really well with his character. I think he was pretty good with his character. I thought it was a, I thought it was a by the numbers Bond villain. And for me right now, that's a compliment. I think it worked. I think that's what I wanted. I didn't need anything philosophical not a philosophical villain give me a by the numbers villain and it worked i i kind of agree i think he is very much in the classic vein of bond villains mm -hmm. you know he definitely is more because they, they actually went to megalomania which is not something that they've had recently you know some of these other bond movies in the craig franchise have not been megalomaniacs you know you've had uh, lashif who was just trying to launder money for you know african warlords yeah. so not very not very big stakes then you had the guy from i can't even remember his name because the movie's so bad quantum of quantum solace. solace i don't uh, remember anything about that movie <laughs> i just remember it's not very good uh they were just trying to control everybody's water uh and it just didn't really work and quantum was not the most effective effective movie to go um 
and then in then then you had uh skyfall in skyfall the the character was just fantastic i mean yeah, skyfall he, really and his really purpose was elevated. just to destroy m that was it and it's really again small and then even in with blofeld he it started to get into the megalomania thing like trying to destroy parts of the world or control the world this one is it just takes it to a different level so mm -hmm. i mean i don't know are we, are we entering spoiler territory here i mean sure we could just start saying it if yeah. we want to. So we're going to spoil some of the stuff from now on. If, if you haven't seen the movie, you might not want to listen to it. But he just basically tries to destroy the whole world. He decides, yeah. like, I'm going to kill everybody. And that's very much in the vein of classic Bond. I'm not the biggest fan of that storyline. I don't really care about that. I like some of the smaller movies. Mm -hmm. That's why Gold. That's why I think uh, Goldfinger or From Russia With Love are so effective Perfect. because they're they're yeah. they're much smaller, smaller movies. Um, I think he does the best with what he's got. I almost wanted more of him. Mm. I was listening to a conversation about this about this movie, and one of the things that they were talking about is Bond likes to talk to the villains. You know, he's really good at talking to villains before being in face to face with them. He has a lot of conversations. If you go all the way back to the original films, you know, he has a whole dinner with Doctor No in the very first film. You know. You fast forward a little bit he, in Live and Let Die. He has conversations with Mr. Big before they even yeah. get to uh, before they get to the, the whole climax. You know, you just constantly have this. You have relationships with the villains before this. And in this one, he doesn't meet him until really the very end of the movie. The, of the movie, yeah. Then that, that conversation, which I think is actually a really good conversation in that whole scene and setup is really good. I, I just I wish you had a couple more of them in the movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh yeah i agree with everything that you said but again i think it worked for the movie i think yeah. it, it i think it's it, it was fine again i don't think he's the best villain ever but i don't think he was he's definitely not the worst villain that bond has given us at no, all. no at no, all no. no no we had a guy trying to sell newspapers you know what i'm saying <laughs> like that was that was tomorrow never dies Tomorrow so never dies oh newspapers God. that's what he was trying to do like just get more newspaper sales or control the media I mean, granted, that's probably really popular now. I mean, now he would just be like Mark Zuckerberg, you know? <laughs> That'd be like Mark Zuckerberg being the villain of a Bond film. Oh, God. Watch Facebook die again for three, for six hours. <laughs> Why but not? what did you... What did you think of the plot, though? Did you like that? Did you like that that was what the, the main thing was? Especially because it goes to nanobots, like nanobots being in, in everything. What did you in think everything. of that? I didn't hate it. Again, I think it was, I think it was, dare I say, a little bit clever um you know what it made me think of it made me think of a movie from last year that i did not like it made me think of tenet um especially like the whole destroy the world kind of like thing and villain uh you know trying to bridge where we were talking about the villain to like the plot but i didn't hate it i think it it, it was the only way i could describe it it was bond it was what i expected you know it was just let's destroy the world and Bond has to stop it, which is what I was used to when I was growing up with Bond. Um, so I think it worked. And you have the new, you know, the, the nanobots, the technology, blah, blah, blah. I'm fine with it. I think it was a, uh, I think it was a solid story. It's funny because you were fine with it, but I, I genuinely didn't like that. I didn't really? like the okay. I didn't like the nanobots. I thought they were just too high technology trying to go like to future planning things. And I, I just mean, wasn't but, a big fan. But my I question... Just, 
I get I get the megalomania idea, and like I actually kind of appreciate that, like bring, bringing that back into it for like one of one of his movies at least. But I just wasn't a big fan of the nanobots. But my question to you then would be, you know, we're in it's twenty twenty one. Unless you do a period piece in Bond, and yeah. let's say you keep it contemporary, I mean, I would assume that you have to keep evolving, and by that I mean like bring in technology and stuff like that. Don't yeah, you think? that's that's ultimately the problem with Bond. Uh, I mean, Bond is an outdated character nowadays, and that's kind of the issue that they're having with Bond. Like, how do you put Bond in a like? How do you do this now? He's like now it's all done on computers, <laughs> really. <laughs> So he'd have probably. Do you think Bond knows how to use a computer? Maybe he'll join the family in F (laughs) ten. Who knows? Who knows? But I mean, I think I think overall it was. I I I do enjoy that. I mean, there are other choices that are much more interesting than the megalomania thing. I mean, right off the bat, again, we're we're talking about spoilers here. Uh, Bond is a dad. Yes, he is. That was a big move. That's a bold move. Yes, he is. You know, is. 60, 60 years of the character, never been a dad. Now he's a dad. Papa Bond. For all of, you know, what, a week? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. this is what I this is what I mean when earlier I said, you know, um, Craig humanized Bond for me in a way that a lot of previous movies haven't. Um, and obviously in the writing, I think this is one of the moments that, you know, this is one of the things that just pushes him to be human. Um, you know, he's a father. It's something different. It could last a week. It could last five minutes. It could have lasted the entire two and a half hours. But first is the first. It's a thing that we've never seen. And second, you know, he's a dad. James Bond, the character, the guy that just sleeps with women and just sends them on their way. So I think it, it, I think I didn't mind that at all. I thought it was nice. And, I, and I'm like, OK, it's something different. Um, so I'm not mad about that choice at all. I think also the way they portrayed it was pretty good. I think they did a good job of him as a dad. He they didn't have any of these like, I'm a father now type situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like the Fast and the Furious did that where it's like, you're a father now. Like they don't have any of those moments that are like super corny and like yeah. things that people don't say ever. And he just, he, he just worked. It just, it just seemed to work like where he just was like, okay, and I'm going to be what fathers need to be. And that's, like you know protective of their daughter yeah and i think it was just it was totally effective he was still bond but the, you could tell there were a couple things that shifted in his mindset mm-hmm. he started putting other people before him which i thought was a different change and it was i think it was pretty effective it was it was i i i like that i like that because i was worried when i when i first saw uh when i first saw that he was you know, potentially in the beginning, they're, they're like, oh, no, he's not. But like he is. Uh, I, I was worried that it could go into that like weird, cheesy, corny father. Like you're a father now type thing. Mathilda, I am your father. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like I don't know, like th- those things where it's like, well, we'll let the villain get away because it's my kid as opposed to, you know, the rest of the world that's going to get destroyed. Yeah. You know, like, so it kind of worked. It, 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 they didn't write it that way. And I was, thought it was quite effective. Yeah. I was I was a pretty big fan of that. I agree with you. I think the whole Mathilde and, oh, my God, I always forget her name. And Madeline, um, you know, trying to, to trying to, you know, the, the Rami Malek's trying to kill them and blah, inject them with the thing and blah, blah, blah. I think it was, we've seen that trope 
in movies of like the villains coming, taking your wife and your kids and blah, 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 and using them as fodder for you to blah, blah. But I think it was well done here. I think it was a fresh take. And I think it helps that it's never been done in Bond before. Yeah. So it, it just makes it look even fresher. I agree. I mean, I think there's, again, there's some issues with that. I think like just plot wise, I mean, there's a couple issues with the, the, the like the characters of uh, yeah Safin and uh, Madeline together. I think there's a couple issues in that storyline, but that's, that's fine. I can overlook yeah. some of those to, I don't think it brings down the movie that much. Cause I think ultimately no. they did do a really good job with the writing. I think the writing on this is, is very, very good yeah. because you don't feel like, the character's cheesy. You don't feel like it's a dumb character, like it's token at all or anything like that. And I, I really enjoyed that. I thought they did a, it was very effective. Agree. Agree a hundred percent. Especially because the hardest thing that they needed to do in this movie, the most difficult part of the, of the film is the ending. The ending is the most difficult because it's the most controversial. Some people are very much upset about this. Some people loved it. And I called it, I called it for years. Now they killed him. They killed James Bond. He's dead. What did you think of that scene? Did you cry? No. <laughs> I almost did. I'm not going to lie to you. I almost did. I was I was welling up. Really? I thought it was a very effective scene. I thought it was very, very effective. But were you crying because it was like Bond dying? No, I thought the whole the whole climax of that scene, I think, was just oh, really, Oh, it's a great really scene. Good. Yeah, I think it was just it's a beautiful. beautiful. Scene. The way that he's talking to, uh, the way that he's talking to the characters, you know, he's talking to, he has one last talk with Q. One last talk with Money Penny. One mm-hmm. last talk with M, and then it ends with him talking to to, to Madeline, yep. who is now his ultimate love. And he says, you know, like he he knows, like uh, what is the, the line was? She has your eyes, and he says, I know. And like that's his last words. I know. And like he just, but you can see also because the the way it's shot too. There's so many good elements in that scene that just build up to like the end there, and. It, it's. I think it's just. It's beautifully constructed. I mean, the, the missiles coming in, the missiles coming in, and then splitting into a bunch of them, and then completely blanketing the island, leaving in my mind absolutely no doubt that he's dead. You know, I didn't need them to be this like cheesy, ambiguous, like Jason Bourne ending where he's like floating in the water, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like his leg twitches, and you're like, oh my god, he's not dead. Yeah. No. Here's he's like he's he's torn into he's turned into pieces. Yeah. Honestly a very effective way to end him you know like you because the other blow thing blow him you up you don't want to see him get shot and killed you know because that that does give that does give you the leeway to bring him back if yeah he shot well even if he gets shot and then like he gets you know he dies that way or you know dies by doing something else i think just blowing him the fuck up is just the perfect way to just dist- to ending the character yeah and they, they, he gets blown up. Yeah, well, it's big. It's bombastic, literally. It's big. It's bombastic. You know, it's, it's, it's movie. That's what it is. That end, that, that death was, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. I liked it. I agree with you. I think the scene was uh, beautifully constructed. I think Carrie did a very good job directing that. Um, I think all the elements were really, really good. Again, Daniel Craig, I think this is my favorite scene of Daniel Craig in the movie because this is where he really shows a lot of range. Not that he doesn't do that throughout the movie, but this is for me where like, oh, yes, I love this. Um, You called it. We all had a feeling it was going to happen. I was still a little more on the fence. Maybe they don't. Uh, I'm on the 
side that I liked that he was killed in this movie. I like um, it a lot. So I am happy that he's dead. Sorry, but I am. I, th- I think it's the only way they could have ended it. I really think that this this is a nice end cap to the the Daniel Craig franchise. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very good end cap to it. I think this movie had everything that they needed to have for Daniel Craig. I thought he was a good steward of the character for 15 years, which is now the longest any ever anyone's ever done it. He's the longest one, yeah. Um, that's with the delays. I think without the delays, he would have been second to Roger Moore, but that's okay. Uh, he, I think he was just. I think it's a, the perfect ending. You know, he wanted to end it and he wanted to make it definitive, where he's yeah. not coming back. He's not coming back. And and they did that. I yeah, I thought it was. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I thought it was very effective. Um, and I think the ending too was good too. I just think the the very end was good too. It it was it was great. It it, just, it worked. It worked. And it was yeah. it was a great ending to his tenure. Yeah. Um, as Bond, and you know, we obviously you can have a hundred people fight on who's the best bond who's the favorite blah 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 blah. but he was a great bond i really do think he's one of the best um and yeah, there's no doubt great, great goodbye um for him yeah there's absolutely no doubt that he was a, a fantastic bond yeah there's no you can't say you hate him no one's putting him at the bottom of their list oh absolutely not and if you put him near the bottom or near the bottom like no he's top for me he's top, he's top three. three definitely top three yeah Definitely. I think he's, he's very, very talented. And I think his movies take the, take the series in a different direction. Oh yeah, they did. They and that did. actually leads me into the, into the next question here is, you know, the, there's, this is the end of the bond of, of the Daniel Craig's bond. What comes next for the, for the franchise? I mean, I'm going to go and I think they're going to go by the numbers. And I think in two years, we'll get an announcement of who the new James Bond is. I don't think James Bond, the character is dead. Uh, Oh no, no, he's not dead. They say at the, very, the if you see the credits. Oh yeah, yeah. It says James Bond will return. So you know, um, let's see what they do. I think Daniel Craig is really beloved, so I think they're gonna need. You know, it's gonna be an interesting casting. There's always gonna be drama when these castings are announced. I remember when he was cast, people were like, "Oh, why is he like blonde? Why is he like this? Why is he like that?" And blah blah blah. And look at him now. People love him. Um, where it goes story wise, I don't know. You know, it, it'll be. It'll be interesting because like you said, we, this is our conversation is a prime example. You're not a fan of the nanobots and stuff. And then I was like, but I mean, where do you go? And like in 2021 with it, unless you do a period James Bond, but will you, would they really dare and go back and do like a period James Bond at some point? Um, Would that, or isn't that repetitive of what we already have? Um, So where does it go? I don't know, but is he coming back? Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years. I think um, they said that they will start the process next year for the casting. Um, So that'll be interesting. But, you know, Bond is a character, is one of those Hollywood characters that he will always be around. Yeah, it's going to be, he's going to be a character. He's obviously coming back. There's no, no doubt whatsoever at that. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do for the next one. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if they're going to do a a film with Lashana Lynch there. You think they'll do one with her as as the 007? I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled characters from this movie and do a a Bond universe kind of movie thing. Yeah, I mean, they did just get bought by 
MGM just got bought by Amazon. So by Amazon, yeah. No idea what's going to happen with that. Amazon has the money, so you know they they might. You know, what if they do? I don't know. It's Amazon. So why don't they? I wouldn't be surprised if they announce like a 007 TV show and it's with her. Um, yeah, like a 00, a 00 show. Yeah, like a 00 show, um, stuff like that. And then just leave him for the theater for like for big screen movies. Nowadays, anything is possible. It's interesting. There's so many different bets that you can put on this. Like there's there's some really interesting ones. The odds the as of right now um on a bunch of different websites the odds on favorite is tom hardy to replace him tom hardy oh i think i saw that on twitter like tom hardy was one of the tops yeah then there's reggie jean page who is the guy from bridgerton Bridgerton. but he's just popular right now because of bridgerton i think uh i think that's all it is he's just getting a little bit of a bump henry cavill's on the list Mm. i think idris elba's time has passed well, and then he say in the last in the last few days that he wasn't interested anymore. I, I think, can imagine that. Makes I sense. think he said that. It's just there's a lot of people on this list that are interesting people who would play him. You know, uh, wasn't there like a moment that people wanted? Um, oh my Richard god, Richard Madden. No, well, Richard Madden, but um, Richard Madden should have been good. Richard Madden. Um, he was in Rocket Man. Um, Taron. Taron. Oh, Taron Edgerton. Yeah, Edgerton. Yeah, I remember a lot of people that would like him, and he's getting like. <sighs> He's getting huge. It's interesting. I was looking at these odds, and there's a guy whose name is James Norton, who I know nothing about. I have seen nothing. This Well, I've seen movies he's been in, but I don't recognize him at all. He was in Rush. James Uh, Norton. Yeah, I don't know this guy at all. Little Women, a couple things, like War and Peace. He's a a British actor, and he's, he's very, I guess he's just quite British, and he's... Oh, he played the fiance of Florence Pugh and Little Women. Yeah. Yeah. So that that guy's actually one of the odds on favorites right now. And that's interesting because I've never heard of him. And that could be a very similar thing to what happens with Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, they kind of plucked out of nowhere and we're like, hey, this is our bond. So and that was like, that was gonna be my question now that you mentioned that. Would you prefer are you leaning towards would you lean more towards a famous established name or just a fresh face? I want the right person. That's what I want. I don't need it to be. Fam- I don't need it to be someone famous. I don't need it. I just don't want it to be someone bad. Okay. That's that's really what it is. That's I fair. couldn't, especially for I you, because I know you're a bit, you're a huge fan of this. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people want Tom Hardy, but I don't know that Tom Hardy would make a great Bond. He'd make a very different Bond, and I don't know that it would necessarily be a good Bond. But the question: If it's Tom Hardy, would we even understand him? That's the big problem, you know, because he's gonna go. He has to deliver the classic line, my name is Bond, James Bond, but he's going to be like, <laughs> and you're like, it'll be a Bane situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's going to be really awkward with him. So I, I don't know. I just want someone who's going to do a good job. You know, there's other people who you could see in there too. I mean, there's a lot of younger British people who you can see there. I was thinking, you know, be interesting choices. Like um, something like Riz Ahmed would be an interesting choice. You know, I think that could be really fascinating. There's, I mean, there's so many Dev Patel could be a really fascinating turn as Bond. That could be a, he could, I saw a a, a couple people like they would love Dev Patel for it. I mean, I think he's got the acting chops. Oh, he definitely has the acting chops. Absolutely. I think he's really good. Yeah. I think he could be really great. I would be really, really interested to see who they get. I just want it to be good. That's all. I just want it to be good. We'll see in a couple of years. I think when, when, what would be your approximate, like, if you were to bet on like a, in, 
in a number, how many years do you think we'll so we get the next Bond movie? Two. I will say four. You say two? Two. I say two two years. I would say four. I think we'll get the next Bond announced next fall. But not the announcement. I meant the movie. Well, I think we'll get the the next. I think we'll get the uh, next Bond announcement. Who's going to play Bond next next fall? Uh, unless unless of, this is all stipulating. Unless they go with a Lashana Lynch 007 movie. If they do that, then we okay. won't get one yet. But um, I think if they don't, if they decide to go with a you know a Bond movie next, I think we'll get it next fall because that's the that's the 60th anniversary of James Bond. Oh, okay. And then I think in in 20. 23 we'll get a bond film in november okay interesting i, I did not know about I the think... 60th so that's why i said four but now that you say that it makes sense it makes I, total I, sense i believe that's what they'll do so uh right. that's my guess there all right makes sense interesting so one last quick question what is your ranking of the daniel craig movies of and the I, Craig movies. And I could go first because I already thought about this. Sorry, I should have told you before, but I wanted to grab Oh, that's fine. Time. That's fine. It's just let's get this. Let's end it. Let's live. We'll just cap it off here with a little send off to Daniel Craig and uh, his your rankings. So what do you what do you have as your rankings then? Yeah. My number five is Quantum of Solace because I don't remember anything about that movie. That's fair. Number four is Spectre. Number three is No Time to Die. Number two is Casino Royale. And number one is Skyfall. I would I would probably say the same. That's probably my exact rankings as well. Um, but I would say my my two and three are are tough right now because I there's parts of No Time to Die that I think are absolutely phenomenal. They I are. there there's some of the best things from Daniel Craig's era. I think there's some parts that are absolutely the best. I think the opening is fantastic. I think there's some really really good parts. But then there's parts in uh, Casino Royale that I just really, really enjoy. I think this the plot of Casino Royale is very well paced, and I think that that Evergreen, oh, that experience with Evergreen, and you know, I think uh, Mads Mikkelsen is is really, really fantastic. good too. So I think there's some really good parts of that as well. And it was always that that movie also introduces you some really exciting parts. You yes. know, obviously getting Felix Leiter for the first time. Also, we didn't mention Felix Leiter's uh, in this movie. Uh, what a scene with Felix in the end there. So good. That was a good one too. Oof. Oof. Emotional. Yep. Good stuff. Good it's stuff. A, yeah, I'm with you. I think, you know, right now this is the hype. You know, I just saw it last night. This is the hype. I want to see when I revisit, Um, especially, I think out of these five, because um, Skyfall will always be my number one. Um, yeah. Just because I mean, that just, movie it, for me is just fantastic. It's got a different level because, you know, You've got the the opening song is phenomenal with Adele. Uh, Javier Bardem just killed it as that villain. Yeah, he he's fantastic. I think you know it's the last go with uh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench, who's great. Uh, I think Roger Deakins is the cinematographer, so it's just beautifully shot. Beautifully so, I mean, shot. It's, it's just it's all it's all but, the things you want. Yeah. But I do agree with you that I think um, you know in any viewing of Casino Royale and No Time to Die, um, as of now, they could be interchangeable. You know, you can ask me this question again next year and I'll probably, and I could say that Casino's three and No Time to Die is two. Um, so I have to like, you know, rewatch them in time. But I, I, I'm i with you. I think Casino Royale was just a banger of an opening for Craig's tenure as Bond. Uh, and I think that for me, the reason no, um, Casino Royale is number, is ahead of No Time to Die, it really is evergreen. I think she is one of my favorites um, women in this uh, series. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And of course, that underwater scene is just, breathtaking in that movie so that's that's my order as of now we'll see when we 
when we have a podcast next year about the 60th anniversary, we'll see <laughs> where this ranking is. <laughs> That's fair. Well, we got to give a quick shout out to Daniel Craig. Thank you so much for your run as this character. It's it's phenomenal. I'm so happy to have been around to check these out. I can't wait to see more Bond films. I'm excited for whatever comes next. I'm sure you are too. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week. Bye.